who keeps track of it? For example, in uh, in real marathon, like where you know, not the virtual one, and where you actually participate amongst other competitors, other marathon runners. There are people to make sure that you know what, like you are you're actually doing that whole you trail. Cheat. Yeah, that you didn't yeah. cheat. Guess who's back again? It's Adonis Chundalas, my friend, my mentor, who just ran a virtual marathon. So that's a thing now, virtual marathon, because of, you know, COVID-19, that you cannot really have a lot of people together outside for health and safety reasons. But that didn't stop the marathon runners who participated in the Athens Marathon of 2020, which took place on the 8th of November. So here we have Adonis Chundalas who's going to share his experience on this run. So Adonis, how was the virtual run? And just to make sure that people understand that you are not sitting on your couch playing a video game like where it, it, it's a virtual marathon, like you actually went out there and ran. So the reason why you call it a virtual marathon is uh, because you told me you're, you're tracked by uh, an app or something. We want to hear everything about it. Okay, that's, that's a good... Um point that you made there to clarify this way of uh, participating in this event uh, because on uh, my interview on uh, on the radio that I gave uh, right after the event uh, um, the interviewer had that impression that uh, oh like how did you exactly do that you know so virtual means that uh, oh you you log on those uh, miles but uh, you do it by yourself so uh, we were talking before the interview, uh, trying to find the analogy. And uh, one uh, good analogy is like uh, you go to, and, and uh, maybe that can be confusing as well, that you go to a soccer uh, game or to a hockey game and uh, as a spectator, right? So you, you're watching this event uh, amongst uh, some uh, thousands of uh, other spectators. So there's a energy, this energy that uh, uh, it's transmitted, uh, you know, from every person that it's in there. So when everybody's, you know, like, uh, uh, okay, uh, is there a penalty or, uh, or not, you know, you see the reaction and the reaction of the others, uh, um, it's, it influences your reaction as well. So when they react to a goal, of course, you know, you react in a similar way just because you're amongst other people. When uh, you're in your living room, you tend to do the same, you know, uh, have the same, to have the same reactions, but um, it's not exactly, and people that have, you know, like uh, been in, in, in sporting events, they know the difference, you know. So this is pretty much the difference of uh, running a marathon uh, organized, you know, amongst other runners or running a marathon uh, by yourself, just solo. So who keeps track of it? For example, in, uh, in real marathon, like where, you know, not the virtual one and where you actually participate amongst other competitors, other marathon runners, there are people to make sure that, you know what, like you are, you're actually doing that whole trail. Cheat. Yeah, that you didn't, yeah. cheat. You didn't uh, cheat. Obviously I'm trying to find it like, you know, more, yeah, yeah, you know, so, a better way of saying it. So, who is keeping tabs on you? Who is keeping you accountable uh, in in this case, since it's virtual? 
you see, so Big Brother is uh, there for us, you know, uh, making uh, things, you know, more easier uh, uh, in nowadays, and especially with the COVID, uh, uh, we use a lot uh, all this uh, technology, GPS and videos, and uh, the list goes on. So the GPS technology has been uh, applied in running in the past years, uh, and uh, this technology has uh, helped uh, all these major events, you know, like boom, in, uh, in a way of, you know, for the organizers, it's so much easier, you know, to have more participants, you know, and uh, track them down accurately, you know, and uh, how much uh, distance they cover and what time and if there's any cheating and all that. Uh, in, in this particular event and all, in all these virtual events, uh, yes, you do use uh, the GPS technology, but uh, the, the satellite doesn't know if you took your bike or you did it on foot or if you were driving with your car, you know, wandering, you know, and uh, enjoying the scenery around and all that. Uh, so I'm assuming that uh, people were tempted to record the times that they were faster than their ability. Uh, we always see it even in events, in, in official events, you know, that there's some attempts, you know, from people, you know, to somehow, you know, cheat and especially uh, what I've seen and uh, has been uh, has been uh, recorded is that uh, people to qualify, uh, for example, to uh, to qualify in the Boston Marathon, uh, they have uh, used the, the performance uh, of somebody else, uh, giving their name and all the all the other information, but. Uh, in, for example, you want to qualify Boston Marathon, but you don't have the capacity to run uh, that 42.2 kilometers uh, in X time. So you ask me, Adoni, okay, uh, register as uh, Rick Barachata and uh, run the distances so, because you have the capacity and this way uh, you qualify me. So that has happened. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, so you record your your, your time uh, here with this race, the virtual race, and if you're honest enough, this is what uh, you uh, transmit, and that's what I did. Uh, I don't know how honest other people were, but uh, uh, that's how you do it, and uh, this is uh, recorded. It's not official, of course, so if there's any record broken, uh, of course, you're not go going to um, register that as record just because of this ability, you know, to cheat, right? What about, let's say, uh, Boston this year? Um... Cancelled. It was, uh, initially was postponed for uh, September, and then it was postponed again for next September. Uh, first time that happened uh, in history, and I want to underline this, Boston Marathon was uh, the only sporting event uh, in modern era that uh, was held consecutively for over 120 years. Wow. Uh, uh, year in, year out, throughout uh, Spanish uh, flus, uh, throughout uh, World War One, throughout World War Two, throughout uh, anything that happened in this uh, uh, earth uh, in those 120 years, it was Boston uh, Marathon. 
It started in 1897, the year after the the modern the initiation of the modern Olympics in Athens. That was in 1896, and um, they chose a, a route that would replicate the marathon to Athens distance route. So that was uh, from Hoppington uh, outside uh, Boston all the way to Boston. So you had the uphills and downhills and all those, uh, you know, like elements that you usually have in the Athens Marathon as well. So since then, uh, it was uninterrupted until COVID-19 appeared and uh, there was no race, neither virtual race uh, for that matter. The particular race uh, to me, uh, and this is why I participated, is because uh, it's not any race, it's the authentic race. So it means that uh, this is where all marathons start and uh, this is what uh, marathons around the world uh, measure up to. And uh, in this, you know, time and era, uh, what best, you know, to do it virtually. So now I'm not there. Uh, and uh, I don't experience the same, you know, elements, uh, be it, you know, temperature, be it, you know, the scenery, be it, you know, the uphills, downhills and, and all that. But in heart uh, is what um, uh, triggered me, you know, to participate. So I had in mind uh, what uh, the Athenians did uh, some 2,500 years ago and uh, what lessons do we draw from that effort uh, today and apply them in the current situation? So that's what uh, pushed me, you know, to participate. And I wasn't prepared either. But uh, what happened? Because most people know the story of Philippides. Uh, it was uh, the roadrunner that would, uh, it was, he was the messenger. So he would, uh, he was a messenger of the Athenian army that would uh, go, and not only, go up to other city-states and uh, transmit the different uh, messages uh, to other city-states. And in fact, it was the same guy that went from Athens to Sparta uh, to ask them for support. And that was uh, some 241, 46 kilometers. Uh, and uh, that's another uh, race the Spartathlon, and I'm going to open a parenthesis here. The Spartathlon uh, is uh, again uh, some race for few people. You need to uh, have some serious qualifications to participate in this race, and uh, we have some uh, major ultra runners that have uh, participated in this uh, uh, race, trying to break the record that Yanni uh, Kouros, the ultimate ultramarathoner of all times, even if you look back to Philippides, uh, has recorded for that uh, distance. Yanis uh, Kouros is, uh, uh, I, people know Muhammad Ali, or people know Diego Maradona that died uh, uh, a few days ago, uh, because of the exposure of the sport. Because it's a popular sport, everybody knew Maradona. Uh, running and especially ultra-marathoning, ultra it's not a popular sport. But if you knew 
the mental and the physical capacities of this man, look him up, Yanis Kouros with a Y, and the K-O-U-R-O-S, Kouros as the, the statue that we see, uh, the Kouros, that's the same name. And um, so all the other ultramarathoners from Scott Jurek uh, to Kilian Jornet uh, to uh, Din Karnazes, Din Karnazes has been considered as a, one of the 100 most influential uh, people uh, from Time magazine. He's an ultramarathoner as well with a Greek origin, and he's done that race not to break Yanni uh, uh, Kouros' uh, record because he knew that he can do that. He can run far. He can run for long, but he cannot run at that speed for that long. He will uh, run uh, in that area again, an ultra marathon, uh, to commemorate the 200 years from the Greek independence that is being celebrated uh, uh, next year, 2021. Wow. Uh, so Dean Karnas will give uh, a different, uh, if you want, uh, 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 input uh, to, to these uh, celebrations, you know. Uh, from the running uh, community, right? So it's a huge community, uh, running community that, uh, of course, uh, most people that uh, are preoccupied with soccer or, you know, uh, hockey, you know, and the basketball and other sports don't, you know, really uh, know what's happening in this uh, world. But uh, by closing the parenthesis, I'm coming back to the Athenians that uh, uh, we know that the uh, Philippides uh, ran from Marathon to Athens to announce the victory of the Athenians against the Persians. Uh, so he said that one word, nenikikamen, uh, which means uh, we won. Uh, and uh, the sporting uh, company that makes uh, some uh, all kinds of products and some uh, mega money, Nike, is that word, nikisame, uh, Nike, Nike. Right, so uh, he died right there, Philippides. Why he died? Because of the conditions, because of the effort, because uh, of dehydration, because uh, of the distance, because of what happened before he get uh, he got there. Because uh, the the Athenians and the Plataeans were fighting the Persians for three hours, uh, and uh, that was that was the, the length of the battle uh, there in the morning. So defeated the Persians, uh, went back and they, they boarded on their ships and uh, they didn't board on their ships to go back to what's known today as Iran, but uh, they boarded on their ships to go by sea to Athens. The Athenians now realized that the, the Persians now are going by sea to Athens. So. Athens now is all, it's, it's, it, it, there's no protection whatsoever. There's nobody to, to protect their city. So they had no choice but to lift all their artillery, 35 kilos of weight, uh, all their equipment, and to run back to Athens to protect the city from the Persians that they took the... The, the, the road by sea down to Athens. So they, they left the Plataeus there to uh, take care of all, you know, the, uh, anything that was left in the, in the battlefield. And uh, it took them uh, 
approximately seven to seven and a half hours by historian Herodotus, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, or Thucydides. So one of those two, I think it was uh, Thucydides, now that I'm thinking. So uh, it took him seven and a half hours to do not 42.2 kilometers, but uh, more than that, because they went uh, to Rafina, which is the suburb, the, the seafront suburb of uh, Athens, that uh, they knew that that's where the Persians would go to uh, to, to uh, invade the Athens. So as soon as they got there, and, and this is the, the, the story now, the, the direction of the sun was the sun was setting. So they turned their shields against the sun into a degree that the, sun, the sunlight from the, the, would reflect to their shields and bounce to the Persian ships. So they did that, the whole army united, you know, as a one body, and they twisted their shields. I'm saying this and I get the goosebumps. And they twisted their shields, you know, in, in a direction, you know, that the light would bounce it to the, to the Persian ships. And when the Persians saw that, they said, okay, these people are uh, <laughs> wackos, you know. Uh, that's it, you know, like, uh, there's no hope. Let's go back there, you know. For them, you know, to, to fight us for three hours and be here before us on foot with all this artillery, you know, and... Uh, show us that, they, hey, come to me, you know, they, they said that, okay, you know. So these are the, the these are now the capacities that these people had, right, uh, mental and physical. And you wonder, why did they do that? And the obvious thing is to protect their belongings, you know, their, their land, their people, uh, their values, right? And uh, today, uh, we need to tap into this capacity of ours uh, in order to protect uh, as well uh, values of ours, to protect uh, our health uh, that, you know, today uh, in, uh, we have all these uh, issues, be it COVID, be it uh, uh, any uh, cancer, uh, or any other diseases, heart diseases, and all that. Uh, we need, uh, you know, to make that effort to to, to find the courage, uh, the inner uh, power to 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 perform in uh, in tasks that in that life gives us that uh, otherwise would think, you know, as uh, uh, unattainable. Uh, something that uh, the unthinkable, you can't do that. And uh, obviously, these people had some training, no doubt about that. But they didn't train, Rick, to go uh, and fight, you know, for so many hours and then pull a full marathon, perhaps some, some 50 kilometers right after and be ready to fight uh, again, right? So, so you think that you can do as so much but there's if you believe in something you can you know surpass yourself this is the the meaning and this is the the the, the lesson that i drew from this so i entered into the race uh, not fully prepared obviously i did not uh, uh, do any marathon training whatsoever uh, uh, but i had my foundation 
I had my foundation. So that means that uh, I would run, you know, a few days per week, you know, some uh, decent mileage, you know, nothing extraordinary, you know, some uh, long runs of uh, 28 kilometers, uh, some uh, long runs of 25 kilometers, you know, some, uh, but uh, not the, the way that uh, I should have prepared myself uh, to participate in a marathon. Yet, you know, I knew that uh, with this uh, as a marathon running uh, coach as well, right? I knew that uh, it was sufficient uh, to attempt this. And of course, uh, knowing that uh, every time you get into a running session, you come out of it uh, knowing more about yourself. This is uh, something that I always tell to everyone and I've been telling you with uh, our running uh, sessions. Uh, you never come out of, uh, from a running session the same way. And uh, when you uh, participate in uh, team sports, it's different because uh, uh, you're more distracted by your teammates, by your opponents, by the strategy of the game, by your coach, by the fans, by uh, so many factors. Uh, when you run, it's a solitude uh, event that, uh, as I have said to you, it's uh, yoga on the go. So it allows you, as, as you know, yoga is uniting uh, and uh, becoming, you know, like simplifying, becoming the one with, uh, with yourself, with your inner being and with nature. And... Uh, that's what running does. It, it gives you that uh, you have to, you have to uh, approach this process in the, in the, in the yoga, yogic way. If you don't, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that you're going to be able to uh, complete uh, any challenge, uh, anything challenging at, at least, uh, be it uh, 500 meters or be it five uh, kilometers or be it uh, 50 kilometers. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you need to immerse and you need to get that inner uh, power uh, to zone out and, uh, and see who's the boss in your situation. Is it your mind? Is it your body? Or is it your soul? And... Uh, at the beginning, uh, the body is all, you know, peppy and proud that uh, here I am, you know, and uh, look at my form and uh, look at my pace and uh, look, you know, how effortless uh, this is, you know, and uh, and I compare this uh, to our life journey as well. But uh, follow me. So as the mileage logs, you know, like you know, logs in, uh, then the mind starts uh, to intervene and uh, it starts questioning okay like uh, hey buddy like uh, uh, aren't you you know like uh, taking me too fast uh, uh, or um, uh, is this what uh, you can do can't you do more you know and um, so then you have the body the body and the mind uh, uh, not exactly conflict but in many occasions it can be a big time uh, all-out war between the mind and the body. And uh, then at some point, the body starts to say, okay, I can't do this. You know, this is not easy. 
and then the mind starts to, to uh, come into the support of the body and says, hey, yeah, you're right, you know, uh, why don't you stop here and have a beer, you know, look at this bar here that I'm, uh, that's all, you know, with all this terrace, you know, and everything, oh, you smell the pizza down from, uh, the, down the street, there's uh, this pizza place, you know, and, uh, oh, and, uh, you know, what do I want to prove, you know, by running this, uh, by all, by this effort, you know, I don't need to prove anything to myself or to any other. Uh, just, you know, give it up, you know, you made a nice effort, uh, you did, you know, something that uh, uh, many people uh, on a Sunday morning, you know, wouldn't do. Maybe they would bike for a half an hour or an hour or something, you know, and then they would go back uh, uh, to their um, regular life. Maybe some people would kayak, uh, you know, like uh, play some uh, tennis or something. But uh, this is not uh, this is not uh, normal. So what are you doing here? So the mind is actually a major obstacle at some point. And this is where now the soul is coming in front and uh, tries to deal with uh, these uh, guys that's called the mind and body and tell them, you shush, guys, uh, you do as I say. Uh, there's more for you to give, you know. And uh, this is what these people uh, did and this is what uh, you find uh, that you have, that you haven't used this soul inner power that uh, you need to know that you have it in order to apply this power in uh, any situation, life situation that occurs to you. So this is the lesson that uh, I, you need to remind to you, to yourself and marathoners uh, of any capacity know this very well, be it from Kipchoge that uh, runs, you know, like uh, almost uh, in sub uh, two hours uh, the race, to those uh, uh, end of the pack, uh, uh, 70 years old or even 40 years old uh, runners that uh, run their first marathon and they accomplish that uh, uh, athlos, as we say in Greek, because athlos at the end of the day means from the athletes, it means that you did something that uh, it's uh, larger than you. Uh, it's something that uh, till then you could not uh, accomplish. So that's where the word uh, athletics and uh, athletes came. Going back to the whole imagery that you showed where there's uh, Greek soldiers with all their equipments, they ran home to protect what, what belongs to them, their values. And... They didn't train for this. It's very mental. It's because they really wanted to do that. They really needed to do what they needed to accomplish. Now, you told me, uh, I think in, in the last um, in the last interview, that the last 10, 15 kilometers is the hardest, no, like no matter how seasoned professional you are, like that's where the mental game begins, the mental battle against uh, your wish to just rest and stop. Now... I am imagining that in in non-virtual marathons, you are there are people around you. There are there is this energy uh, that is that that kind of encourages you to you push forward. Like other people are doing it too. How so many? 
How was it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, this one, there's nobody. Your uh, yeah. your community isn't here. Not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, virtually yes, but um, so how did it feel? I, I want I want more details about the last 10, 15 kilometers where the real game begins, where you really are, the, the, the soul has to take over. You have to have this reason why you're doing this. Especially this one, compared to other marathons, the reason that you have to come up with to finish it, the, 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 what your soul tells you in other marathons versus this one. Uh, multiple marathon races came into my mind when you were you know talking about those last miles and uh, from one end to the other uh, for example in boston uh, when i was both dehydrated and the sunstroke uh, and uh, suffering from hypothermia I was approaching uh, Boston and uh, on Patriot's Day, uh, the year after the Boston bombings, where everyone came out uh, uh, to show resilience into this uh, uh, terrorist attack. Uh, you had like more than uh, two million people uh, along the, 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 the path uh, cheering for everyone that was participating in this race. And uh, I was trying to look normal and, uh, and uh, tell them that, uh, yeah, I'm an athlete, you know, I'm a, don't see me like, <laughs> like this, you know, dragging my carcass, you know, <laughs> to the finish line. <laughs> I'm better than what you see, you know, trying to crack a smile or keep some of your posture, you know, straight <laughs> or, or, you know, lift your, your, your feet. <laughs> None of that will, or keep your arms up <laughs> and, you would see you know, all these crowds around you and say, oh, how am I not going to embarrass myself <laughs> here? And how can I tell them that, no, this is not me. <laughs> I'm better than this, you know? And then you had uh, other races, like uh, when I did my record in Ottawa, that uh, at some point at the uh, Rideau Canal, you go through uh, some narrow path that uh, the people around you that are closer than uh, one meter, uh, now, COVID, no COVID at that time, but you could feel, you could sense, you know, their, their energy and they were yelling in your ear, you know, and uh, and push you, literally, you know, like uh, throwing their arms into the, to the, to the, to the path, you know, to, to push you ahead and the uh, next one and next one and next one. And uh, you had nothing to do but uh, allow yourself into this, you know, energy. And this would take you, you know, to the to the next step, to the next uh, in, in, incredible uh, experiences, you know. So from one uh, end to the other end of the of the of the spectrum uh, uh, that comes into my mind. Uh, in this uh, virtual uh, uh, attempt, uh, obviously you didn't have this, and au contraire, uh, you had to deal with all these people that had no idea what you were attempting <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was a not well thought out uh, choice of a route 
uh, in the sense that uh, my last 10, 12 kilometers were uh, in the traffic. So I had to deal with uh, traffic lights, intersections, uh, uh, sidewalks, uh, up and down the sidewalks where, you know, you, your feet don't go that high, you know, at some point. Uh, and uh, using minimalistic shoes uh, for the first time for a marathon as well, uh, I had to deal with that, uh, 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 that uh, challenge. And uh, then you had the people riding on the side, bicycles on the sidewalk because it was not safe for them either, you know, to be on the, on the street. Uh, and you had to keep your distance, of course, because now you here you are, you're huffing and puffing, and you don't want to freak someone out, you know, that uh, because your breath can go, you know, like spread like three, four meters ahead, away, you know, you don't want to freak the, that person uh, out. So you know that uh, you have to give some space, but uh, you see the guy with the bicycle that he's not going to take his bicycle on the road. You know that uh, you... If you go on the road, yes, you're going against the traffic. Uh, can you? Is it safe? And uh, if the sidewalk is not is like a, a, a foot high, uh, you need to jump down that uh, on tired legs and then climb that back up. So you're making all these calculations, you know, in the last 10, 12 kilometers, as opposed of immersing and zone out and uh, find that uh, inner power to to push yourself uh, forward, right? So it was uh, totally challenging. It was totally challenging. Uh, the, the, and it's, it, running and have the cars bypassing you by 60, 80 kilometers of speed, you know, you feel that uh, not only you're not moving, but you're going backwards <laughs> <laughs> because because of the optics, you know, you it gives you that uh, that uh, sense. So everything was uh, uh, in those 10, 12 kilometers. Not everything, but I mean those factors were factors enough, you know, to make it all that uh, challenging. The good thing is that uh, I had nice weather, so the weather was optimal for 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 running. And I'm thankful for that. And uh, it was a replica of the elements that you would have in Athens on the same day, November the 8th. So I had my 18 degrees uh, or something like that uh, uh, on a sunny day. You know, it was amazing. Uh, and as I said, the, the first 30 kilometers was uh, uh, what a pleasure, you know, scenic and uh, some people, you know, honking, you know, uh, cheering for you and uh, that, uh, uh, all with cyclists, you know, uh, uh, cheering for you. But uh, that was until, you know, the last uh, stretch. Yeah. How did you feel in your, I'm not going to say finish line, but okay, let's call it finish, the virtual finish line. How did you feel when you finally finished that 42.2 kilometers? What emotions did you feel? Uh there were so many times that uh, my mind said, okay, uh, you have any reason, you know, to give it up. Uh, you have to stop at the uh, traffic lights. You have to, you know, to watch out for cyclists, uh, for pedestrians, for uh, people, you know, on the, those uh, carts, you know. Oh, no, you know, like uh, you can come out with any excuse that it's very, you know, like uh, credible that uh, you could not finish the race. Uh, so when I finished, I said, uh, I can't believe I did it. It was like, uh, 
it it's it seemed like I did it for the first time. Uh, obviously, there's all kinds of uh, hormones that uh, there have come out, you know, to to assist you in this effort. Uh, you have all these oxytocins and serotocins and all those hormones that uh, they're out there. They're called they're called the endorphins. We seek for them in uh, in other situations from from uh, any kind of uh, substitutes, uh, be it, you know, some weed or be it, you know, some uh, heavy-duty narcotics, right? Uh, although you have them in you. So these, they come uh, uh, into your rescue, and at uh, the end of uh, the, the, the race, uh, uh, you're in some kind of a nirvana, you know, trying, you know, of course, <laughs> to to deal now with all the pain and the exhaustion of, uh, of that uh, of that time, of that moment, yeah, yeah. So, uh, not uh, it's 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 a special moment always. I think every marathoner can remember every finish line, even if they have run like 20, 50 marathons, they can remember all the finish lines. What's beautiful yeah. is that despite COVID nineteen, the running community pays homage to the history of marathon by running the Athens Marathon, although they cannot do it physically, but they're there in spirit. And now it, with technology, that's, that's feasible. And draw, and draw the lessons and pass on all these meanings and all these messages uh, to the broader community. This is why I'm here. Uh, it might be long, this conversation, but uh, for people that have the time, you know, to, to sit down and uh, listen to what I'm saying, um, by no means I'm trying to portray here that I'm some kind of a super athlete. The contrary, I'm trying to tell to everyone that uh, we can accomplish things that uh, uh, we think that uh, they're impossible. And uh, this is the lesson that we got from these people 2,500 years ago. And this is what uh, the running community uh, is uh, trying you know, to uh, apply. And this is the message that uh, uh, I'm trying, you know, to pass on to you and to, to people that uh, see us and uh, listen to us. And these lessons, we can apply it in so many places. And speaking of that whole mental block, uh, I'm actually having the same, uh, not obviously not at the same level as you are, like, you know, the last 10, 15 kilometers, you have to really push through. But I've seen it in weightlifting for some reason, where if I tell my mind, oh, it's really heavy, I don't think I can. Guess what? My body does exactly what I thought it would do. And when I just let it go without even thinking much, I lift it, then then I can. But of course, there are days where the inner voice is stronger than what I can actually do. So this is something that I'd like to experience one day. You know, that last 10, 15 kilometers that you were talking about, I, I wish to experience, experience Everyone, it one day. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rick. Everyone has experienced this essence because it's about essence. And I'll explain it to you. You said about, you know, the weightlifting and it applies to every effort of ours. Take, uh, for example, somebody that plays golf, that he aims for that hole that's uh, some, uh, I don't know how many hundred of feet uh, yards away, and he takes that shot, and uh, the ball goes, you know, as close as possible to that hole, or maybe even into the hole-on-one, as we say. 
take that person that shoots, you know, the hoop, you know, for in basketball, you know, and uh, and takes that uh, uh, that shot, you know, that uh, you would, uh, you know, you wonder how that did this happen. Uh, take uh, uh, the penalty shot that uh, some soccer player will take, and or the goalie, why the goalie saved it, or why the penalty shot was in, or you know, and it happens in. I'm talking about sports, but that happens even in in life experiences, you know. So this essence, the difference with running a marathon or long distance is that uh, you have to multiply it, and so you 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 sense it for longer time, or you have to uh, feel in that uh, uh, zone for longer in order to to finish that uh, that uh, that uh, effort we're approaching the new years uh, 2020 it's ending 2020 was very challenging for uh, for all of us uh covid-19 the isolation uh, a lot of us i'm going to be honest where we were not physically active we kind of vegetated inside now COVID-19 is still out there. The reality of isolation is still very real. We are, we are in our second lockdown in Quebec. So for the upcoming year, 2021, if you have to say one thing to our viewers, what would be your message? Embrace nature. Go out there and uh, be as active as you can uh, all year round. Uh, daytime, nighttime, uh, find the the courage, uh, schedule some time uh, and uh, make those baby steps uh, if you're not in shape or if you're not accustomed uh, to this uh, routine, uh, be it because uh, uh, it's too cold for you or it's raining or it's night or uh, you're too tired. Uh, find that energy, those uh, resources of yours to slowly, slowly change your routine uh, and, uh, and do those basic things, first of all, you know, to, to energize yourself. And then once, you know, you get into this new routine, then we come to the coaching uh, level that... Uh, how you make the best out of this routine uh, instead of repeating the same thing the same thing as we have said the muscles have memory so if you go walking out there again and again and again the muscles are minimizing the output they conserve energy so yes one major thing for the people that don't go out there is go out. Now that the gyms are closed, realize that uh, we have all kinds of other options out there and uh, explore them. So that's one. The other thing is do it properly. Dress well, be safe. And being safe meaning that uh, not to slide, you know, when slippery, you know, when uh, it's night, you know, to be visible or even during the day uh, to dress uh, properly, you know, not to underdress, not to overdress uh, uh, and uh, wear the right gear, you know, when it comes to shoes, you know, and uh, all these uh, uh, details. And then be safe in the sense that uh, 
you don't do an extremity to injure yourself, to have a heart attack, you know, or uh, be, again, be safe, you know, not to, to find that uh, uh, fine line, you know, between uh, getting the most that you can from this activity without getting uh, injury, injured or put yourself into some risk. Go out there and uh, be as active as you can. Embrace nature.